Father, we come into this place from a variety of situations over the course of this last week. Some of us are coming into this place with heavy hearts. Some of us are coming in with worries and concerns about the upcoming week. Some of us are coming in with joys because of things that have happened. We come from so many different places, Lord, and and one of the amazing graces is, is that you meet each and every one of us right where we are. That you accept us, you surround us, you provide for us, no matter what our circumstances are. And so, Lord, we thank you for that. We also recognize that we're coming into this place having ton- done things and said things that maybe maybe have weighed on us this week. There are things that, have, that if we could go back, we, we'd do them differently. And, and Lord, we trust that the promises that we just sang about, that you will wash our sins from us and that you will make us white as snow. We cling to that promise, that good news. And with our hope founded on the blood of Jesus, we offer our lives to you. We come here this morning. We sing songs. We, we, we hear words. We, we offer prayers. We participate in the liturgy of being the body of Christ as, in a, as a response of gratitude. And so, Lord, we give you thanks. May all that is done this morning be pleasing and honoring to you, Christ our Lord. Amen. Congregation may be seated. This time, children's ministry, children can be dismissed to children's ministry. They can go out the double doors, meet their teachers, see their classroom. If you're, if you're a guest with us, I do want to say you are more than welcome to go back with your student, uh, get them situated, whatever you need to do, and then just slip right back into the service. That is uh, completely fine. If you are a guest with us, I also want to say that you've come on a Sunday. And that, it seems like guests always do this. They show up on a Sunday in which, like, oh, you're doing something completely different. Okay, great. Uh, we're going to do that. Well, all right. Exciting for you. For the rest of you, you. Awesome. We're going to do something very different. You could probably already tell that by the seats up on uh, the stage here. And so uh, this morning, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about this time of renewal that we have coming up this summer. Uh, There's been some talk of that, uh, but what we want to do this morning is we want to further the conversation about what this time of renewal uh, over the course of the summer is going to look like. And and, and quite frankly, some of that time of renewal will be me and my family will be gone and we'll be on sabbatical uh, from Memorial Day to Labor Day. Uh, but it's really much bigger than that. And so we want to invite some of those folks up here who have been thinking a lot about this time of renewal and what it's going to look like for you, as, for us as a congregation. And, and, and so... Um, I want to invite some of those folks up right now. I'm going to invite two people up uh, just so you can kind of get to know who some folks are. Uh, Matt Gestitis, who is an elder, and then Russ Van Dyke, who is an elder and is currently serving as our vice president of the consistory or of the elders and the deacons. Uh, They're going to make their way up to the stage here. Then I also want to invite Mackenzie Clayman and Nancy Bartholik and uh, Ashley Zerker. um, Matt, I said Matt already. Uh, And who am I missing there? Mike Hoppy is not here. So if y'all, Mike is not here, but everybody else, if you want to come up on stage, uh, they're going to join me. And we're going to, we're going to have a conversation in front of you all. That's a conversation that we've had many, many times. Uh, but I'm going to let Matt and Russ actually start us out. So there we go. I'm going to give that to you, Matt. And Russ, you've got that. I'm going to grab another mic back here. 
It's a whole thing happening right now. Yeah, those lights are bright. All right. Okay. So we're going to have a conversation, like I said, and you guys are going to get to listen in on the conversation, but hopefully it's something that will uh, illuminate what's going to be happening this summer uh, and, and also just excite you. So I, with that, that's what I'm done. Matt, you can go ahead and get us started here. Okay. Thanks, Nate. So my name is Matt. Um, we've been uh, at Christ Community Church for a number of years, about seven years now, but been on the elders team for the last couple of years. And I think Really, um, I think the, the good thing with kind of having this time to kind of stop and talk about uh, what leading up to this summer is really the fact that, you know, really we had, this is actually something that had been started a couple of years ago. So kind of leading up to now, today, and then the com this coming summer is really the fact that as an elders team, uh, we really felt like it was really important that uh, we requested a sabbatical for Nate and his family. Um, obviously, you know, it's really important to have that time to kind of stop and reflect on that. And actually, as part of our bylaws, um, it actually says in there that uh, really Pastor, uh, Pastor Nate should really have a sabbatical every seven years. Well, Nate's now been here 10 years, so we didn't even meet that. But I think the really important thing was it, this really started a couple of years ago to say we really would like for Pastor Nate and his family to have a sabbatical. And so coming from the leadership saying, uh, I think because of the importance of that, we really would like to pursue that. And so really there were a number of folks who were actually came together um, to be able to kind of start that process through a Lilly Grant. And thankfully, we were able to actually successfully get the Lilly Grant even a couple of years ago. So although that was a couple of years ago, um, because some things happened, it's now, you know, coming up this year. Some things, his name some, is Wesley. Some things, meaning Wesley, was born, <laughs> thankfully, which is <laughs> a blessing, but um, it kind of delayed the, the sabbatical until this year. But I think really the important part is to kind of reflect and say that this isn't really a time where, you know, Nate's saying, I need to take a sabbatical. It's really something for the body of Christ coming together and saying, we really would like for Pastor Nate and his family to take a sabbatical. You know, um, in Genesis 2-2, it really talks about the fact that um, we really, you know, God rests on the seventh day. And as part of that, I think it's really important that, um, you know, it's, it goes beyond just having a vacation, right? A lot of people are like, well, you know, doesn't Nate's family get vacations and those things? It's not really a vacation. It's really actually a time to really step back and reflect and renew and kind of start to look at things a little bit differently, right? Because knowing, you know, I grew up as a pastor's kid, right? So I know that the labors of a pastor are immense, right? So they have, it's day in, day out. So even, I was talking to my dad and he said, you know, even when he would go on vacations, we would go on vacations, the ministry never stopped. You're always talking about the ministry. You're always embedded in the ministry. You never really get to disconnect, right? We get to take a vacation, and we, a lot of times, even for us, it's hard to disconnect, but you can think about it as being in the ministry. There's a lot of pressure on that. And so having seen that growing up, I, I know that that really is an important thing. And so I think for us, really, it's important to stop and kind of reflect on the fact that I think it's really important for Nate and his family to have this opportunity to go on sabbatical. And thankfully, we are able to do that this year. So I really especially want to thank the people who uh, were involved in kind of putting this together, which I think they were Ashley Zerker, uh, Mackenzie Kleeman, Valerie Kelmeyer, and Steve Martin. They did a fantastic job really leading up to this. And although a couple of them aren't up here, they played a major role in getting the, the actual application 
the Lily Grant. So thanks to them for taking that um, step and really pushing that forward because that's really important as part of this, of having the grant to be able to allow us to, uh, to have the sabbatical for, for Nate and his family. So I'll kind of turn it over to Russ, uh, but I really wanted to just reflect on the importance of it for Nate and his family and the fact that really it's going to be, it, it's going to be a challenge, right, for even, I know, for Nate and for his family to be able to really disconnect and really disconnect, right, and be able to really reflect on what God's really saying to him and his family. And I think um, it's really just going to be a good opportunity, especially for their family to be able to do that. So I'll turn it over to Russ to kind of share more from the body here and what that also means to us. Thanks, Matt. Um, so as a consistory, uh, you know, we realize that this is going to mean taking on additional responsibilities and taking, um, doing things that we may uh, have not been doing in the past. But we really see this as a renewal, um, not just for Nate and his family or a time uh, for uh, logistical changes for the council and the leadership and the staff, but this is really something that we want to provide for a growing experience for the entire congregation. Um, as a group, uh, I think, you know, we all kind of take responsibility for this ministry. And in uh, Nate's absence, I think it's a great opportunity um, and hope, hopefully you see this theme kind of coming through as we have our panel discussion here this morning, but really taking a time for all of us uh, to renew our commitment to Christ, to renew our commitment to, to each other and to Christ Community Church as a whole. Um, and part of the reason for this panel is we've also made a commitment to, uh, to be transparent, uh, to communicate better, to communicate well, um, and that's hopefully what we'll, we'll be able to start uh, on a higher level uh, this morning. Um, so today I just want to, I'm going to start the panel discussion off in a minute, but just kind of preface by saying this discussion isn't going to be so much about logistics or the how. Some of those details are being worked on uh, as, as we speak, but this will be more about the why. So this will be more about, you know, why is it that we're doing this and, and what do we expect to achieve out of it? And forthcoming over the next weeks uh, up until the time when Nate leaves, uh, we'll be getting into the more detail regarding the logistics and some of the things that uh, are going to affect us on a day-to-day -day level. But um, hopefully you'll see some themes, uh, communication, commitment, you know, consistency, those types of things coming out through our panel discussion. Uh, and with that, I think I'm just going to start it out and ask our group here uh, a pretty simple question, uh, kind of broad, but it'll give them an opportunity to uh, give us a little bit of history and their thinking. Um, so what is it, I guess, uh, from your perspectives, uh, each of you, that excites you about this whole time of renewal and how it might affect you individually and us as a, as a congregation and worshiping body. I can go first. <laughs> um, so I am really excited about this upcoming summer. Um, personally, Ashley and I and a couple others have been working on this for several years now. Um, and actually, I was just realizing this morning that Gabriel was like four months old, I think, when we started this process. So um, we have been thinking about this for several years. Um, for me personally, I'm excited about some individual renewal. Um, I think the summer will give some space for me to really um, think about and process and um, try on some new things of how um, maybe I should be. So, for example, this week, actually, um, Chris and I realized that we had a really pretty tough week at work, and um, we were kind of in a funk, and, 
you know, every night after work, we're coming home and just me, I'm scrolling on my phone. Um, Chris is watching TV. And so just trying to be more aware of um, how we are when we're stressed and how we can um, just be more present to those things. I think for um, church, I'm really excited just for some opportunities to connect with new people um, and be really intentional with those relationships. I know that can be really hard um, when we're busy, but I think this is going to be a set-aside time, um, at least for Chris and I, to really try to invest and connect with others. Um, and then also, I'm really excited for consistory. Um, <laughs> to have a big part in this process. Um, I'm always sad when I hear that people don't know who our elders are and who our deacons are, so I'm really excited that they're gonna be up front. Um, and yeah, I'm excited about. Yeah, and I can hear me. Yeah, okay, great. Um, yeah, I would say, you know, as Mackenzie was saying, we this really is coming into a realization of a dream that was started a couple of years ago. So as we've started to meet and as we started to have those conversations, like, you know, words like intentionality, being thoughtful, being mindful of things, just being really clear in communication, I think it's one of those things that we talk a lot about, but we don't necessarily do. Um, and I think there's sometimes a disconnect between when we say we want to do that and then we actually do. Um, and we're going to do it. <laughs> so I think, that's, I think that's something that I'm excited about. And I think I'm just excited about, you know, trying on new rhythms and, and, and building some of those things in from an individual, as a family, whatever our families look like, um, as a community, and seeing one another and kind of seeing our needs um, and, and building that. You know, we, we talked a lot about, as a community, um, having opportunities to receive a hand and to lend a hand. Um, and, and to take a, take a look at that and see where we can be of a help and then where we can also be helped. Um, and sometimes I, at least for one, am not good at receiving that help. Um, and so I think it's, you know, it's trying new rhythms um, and, and putting some new, you know, some new thoughtful things in our lives um, and just being really mindful about the process. And I think even going off of that, like being aware of what you need and then asking for that and accepting it. We're going to do that. <laughs> well, I was going to say, all of this is, it stirs up a lot for me. I mean, uh, when we started this, you know, Matt said about a couple of years ago, the elders began having a conversation about me going on sabbatical. Then we pursued the Lilly Grant because it was like, hey, free money. And we're, I mean, not all of us are Dutch, but we act Dutch. I mean, so, you know, free money is like, yes, we're going we're gonna to pursue that. And that really began to transition how we thought about this from, you know, Nate going on sabbatical for a period of time to what does it look like to, for the congregation to enter into a time of renewal. And for me, it's just been really fun to journey with a group of people over the last couple of years. Um, and now as we approach it for the last Four, four months or so we've been meeting and really talking about what is this actually going to look like to see the creative, uh, the creative energy that surrounds how can we renew relationships with one another uh, and how can we renew, create space for people to renew their relationships with God. Uh, it, that's been really exciting for me to watch. Um, and then rolling in the back of my mind, uh, so we've been a part of the Ritter process for, since I've been here. And one of the mantras we always said in the Ritter process, both as people who were presenting, but then also something that was said to us was, you are the biggest obstacle to your congregation's change, right? Um, which was always fun to hear as a pastor. Um, but what I'm looking forward to is actually like what happens when, when I'm gone for 
three months and then to come back and to see some of the changes in terms of how you relate to one another, how leaders step up, how, um, how things get clarified. I, I'm just really excited about, I love you all, but for getting out of the way for three months. Like, what is the ways in which I have actually been an obstacle to change happening here? So, no. Yeah, and I think for me, as someone who I'm, I came, I started coming to CCC after this whole process even has had begun, and um, and so it's been interesting to jump in and be a part of these conversations, seeing the history of the writing of the grant and and how things initially started in thinking in the care of the elders and the deacons for sabbatical for Nate and his family, but then to see how God has broadened it to actually care for renewal about for the whole church, individually, relationally, collectively, in how um, people are walking with the Lord, but also relating to one another and serving in the church. And so to me, that's, um, it's, it's been an interesting observation to just make of God's hand and his timing. Even there was something written in the grant um, that stood out to me, and one of the things that has drawn me to this church is um, it was said that the church is the healthiest it's ever been. And so this isn't a season of renewal because something is broken. It's a season of renewal because um, re- it is of God to, to take time, take, take the proper time to go through um, a focus of renewal individually, collectively, and corporately. And so to me, it's just been another beautiful thing about this church <laughs> that I've appreciated as I've gotten involved here. You know, I would say one thing that excites me is, you know, when being part of consistory, uh, they had already started kind of conversations around what, what's this going to look like for the renewal team. But what was exciting to me was when I kind of joined up, it, I was thinking in terms of, okay, what, what can we do around the logistics, right? Like pulpit supply, those things, which, by the way, that is, you know, that is being worked on. But what was really interesting to me and got me excited was they, you know, when I came into some of the conversations, it wasn't just all about the logistical stuff, although that's important and that is in the works. It was also about how do we really step back and as a body of Christ really, really renew our relationships with each other, really dig into that a little bit more. And I thought that was really an interesting perspective because a lot of times people get into more of a panic mode when a pastor goes on sabbatical versus saying, what can I do to step into this and be more involved and more engaged? And I think that was pretty exciting to me to actually see that the team was already thinking about that well in advance, right? Already thinking about how can we really connect people more than what we had been doing over the last several years. So I think that was exciting to me also as we start to see consistory start to really come together on, okay, we got to really work together, unite, and work toward this common goal, right? Not just about the three months, but three months forward. Like, what does that look like as we kind of project out and and try to get, you know, the consistory really with that same vision as we've had these, you know, retreats, but now really thinking in terms of how do we kind of take that to the next level. So I think that's really exciting to me is to see that it's more than just just the logistical operations, but also really a spiritual sense around what can we do to help plug people in and what are the different types of things we can do. So they've, they've done a lot of work around brainstorming, like different ideas. So it, it's really exciting as we start to roll some of those things out. Yeah, and I think we were, what we've talked a lot about is we're not solving for 15 weeks. Like, that's been really important, that it's not that we're solving for a certain time frame. Like, what do we want CCD to look like 
next year? What do we want it to look like two years from now? And tying it into the vision, but also being something that we're not, it's not that we're just looking at, okay, what are we doing for 15 weeks? It's like, what do we want, what does God want to do with us? And what is God directing us to move towards? Um, and I think once we, as a group, kind of, you know, approached it that way, the why was so much stronger than the logistics. And the logistics will come. We're certainly absolutely working on those pieces too. But we really want them rooted in that, that why piece. Um, and so we spent a lot, I mean, we spent a lot of time, you know, early in, the, in this group, um, just making sure that we were continuing to affirm that and, and really had that um, kind of driving our conversations and understanding logistics are important, um, but we just want to make sure that we're all, everything is connected back to that why piece. Yeah, I've talked with a lot of friends of mine who have gone on sabbatical who are also pastors. And one of the things that has jumped out to me is their teams, you know, whether it be their elders or if they had a sabbatical team or whatever, and we're not a sabbatical team, we're a renewal team. But, you know, what that's what they would have, and they would just solve for the logistics. And what would happen is, is you know, the sabbatical would happen and they come back and everything would fall back to the way that it was. And we're really trying hard to think about it in terms of how does God want to renew us as, as a congregation and how does God want to renew us as individuals with the hopes that that extends well beyond the 15 weeks and actually changes how our leaders function, how, uh, how we relate to one another, and even things that are going on in your personal lives. So one of the things that was really uh, helpful for me was we sat down to write the grants for the, for the renewal, for the Lilly Grant, um, was to come up with a focus area. Like, what, are, what, are, what am I going to be thinking about on this time? Because it's not just an extended vacation. Like, what is it that, that I want to press into? What questions do I want to ask? What do I want to explore? And for me personally, it's the, I've been, in, I've been in pastoral ordained ministry now for, you know, 11 years this summer. Uh, what do I want the next 10 to look like? Uh, what kind of pastor is God calling me to be? You know, I've, I've, I've done things a certain way for the last 10 years and in some ways have had some success and have done some things really well um, and I'm proud of the ministry, but is that the way that God wants me to continue to pastor? Is that the way he wants me to continue to lead? How does God want me to relate to those in my congregation, to those in leadership? I mean, just all these types of questions. And so I've got a growing stack of books because that's what I do, but I've got a growing stack of books that are going to help me just press into that question of, of what's the next 10 to 15 years of ministry going to look like? And one of the things that we've been talking about, which I'm really excited about, is also um, what would it look like to help you all ask that same type of question? Now, not obviously, like, what would the next 10 or 15 years of ministry look like? But, but what areas does God want to renew in you? What questions does he want you to ask? And what areas is he maybe wanting to explore in your life with you? Um, and so we've talked a lot about what does it look like to create opportunities for you to also have those that space uh, and resources to help you explore that as well. So get ready. <laughs> yeah. Well, and um, hopefully you've all noticed that, you know, we've made a commitment from a leadership perspective to reach the community and to, you know, bring our church uh, to another level when it comes to just being a, a very inviting place, a place where people can come to know Christ and grow in their, their relationship. And um, I think it's, it's fairly well known and commonly accepted that, you know, when a church reaches a certain size, you know, you really need to move from kind of that pastor does everything, pastoral type leadership to a congregational and a, and a consistory or uh, elder deacon led leadership. And I think the timing of this is just perfect because it will give us an opportunity as leaders 
to kind of take that step, uh, some of which we've, I think we've already taken, but take that bigger step into, you know, what does the church look like without everybody, you know, falling back on, well, Nate will cover it, or Nate will take care of it, or <clears throat> Nate will go talk to that visitor, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, the timing of this, I don't think, could be better as how it works with our overall commitment to reach the community and, and grow the, the body. Yeah, that's great. I'd agree with that. And just that intentional time set aside for consistory and the leaders um, to try on new patterns and then make those habits. And so then when Nate comes back, um, you will have new patterns too. Um, and just how that all will fit together, I think will be beautiful. So. I think this is a good point. Uh, Nancy here is just going to, we want to make sure that a few things are communicated, some of which has already been said, but some of it, we just want to make sure that this is communicated. So she's got a few points. They're up on the screen here. Um, so uh, Nancy will summarize these and, and then we'll move on to the next part. Um, so. Yeah, I think the, the thing that we wanted everyone to take away from this conversation today was these three key things that, um, that, that, it's important that you would know that this has been a very thoughtful plan over a long period of time with multiple groups of people involved. And so, um, so this is not something that's been thought of quickly or, um, or in a silo. <laughs> um, we're not just solving for 15 weeks, that there's a shorter focus for long-term renewal, personally with one another and in how we engage with the life and ministry of the church. So that's the purpose of this focus. Um, and what you can expect, uh, and you'll, you'll get more of the hows um, and specifics in the coming weeks, but what you can expect is consistency over the course of this 15 weeks, care, and to be challenged. We will all um, continue to be challenged as we go through this season of renewal. That's great. So uh, yeah, this is just a brief overview as we've said. Uh, but these are some of the things that are happening. You will get more information about what's coming up in terms of the logistics. If you have any questions or any concerns, feel free to talk to anybody who is on this stage right now. And again, Mike Hoppy is also very intimately involved in this, uh, so you can contact him. You can begin to ask questions. Uh, nothing we're doing here is in secret. We definitely want to be transparent, but we are also just, we're rolling this out to, you know, we're, today is March, first Sunday of March. Uh, we have till the end of May, so we're just we're rolling it all out as we kind of see like the, what's the most important stuff that y'all got to get. Uh, but feel free to ask any question you want at any point, and there will be more information coming. We may not do it in this kind of forum, uh, but but just be looking for it in the e-newsletter. We might do some workshops. We might uh, uh, do some other forms of communication, Sunday announcements, all of these things. We are, we are, we are doing some workshops. So yeah, we are doing workshops. So. Uh, one, if these, you, you all can go have a seat. Would you, could you thank these folks for the work that they've done and all that? What we're going to do now is we're going to do something a little bit different, and we really are going to enter into this time of renewal, right? This renewal of our relationships with each other corporately, but then also our renewal with, with our relationship with God. This is what we are hoping that will happen, not just in the 15 weeks from Memorial Day to Labor Day, but really begin now, okay? And one of the signs of the... So, so another way to talk about renewal, especially as we talk about our relationship with each other and our relationship with God, is through this language of covenant, right? That God has invited us into a covenant relationship with him through the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, 
And when we come into a covenant relationship with God, we also come into a covenant relationship with the body of Christ, the church, right? And so these, this, this covenant gets established at baptism. We use some of that language. When we uh, accept people into the membership of the church, we hear once again their profession of faith as a sign of their, co- of their uh, belonging to the covenant. And the covenant is, is symbolized in many ways at the table. Right? At the communion table, that place where we remember the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, that his body was given for us, his blood was shed for us, and it's by that, by, in, or by that process, by that means, that we then are invited into the covenant. And so this morning we are going to recognize that God's covenant is always being renewed with us. That God is the one who keeps his, this covenant, and he keeps it through his son, Jesus Christ. And we're going to celebrate communion this time of, we're going to celebrate communion this morning by renewing our covenant with God, by renewing our covenant with each other in Christ. So this means we're going to celebrate communion very, very differently. Rather than having elders at the four corners of the room, we now have a communion table set up here and we have a communion table set up here. There will be an elder at each communion table. There will also be a couple of elders out here acting almost as ushers. And what they're going to do is they're going to dismiss 10 to 12 people per table. So about 20 people at a time. Those 10 to 12 people will go up, circle around the table, and then one elder will take the bread and the cup and will serve one person. person takes the bread, dips it in the cup, eats, takes the cup and the bread from the elder and will turn and serve the person next to them. That person eats, dips, that thing, turn and serve the person next to them. And we just work our way all the way around the table that way. Does that make sense? When that group is done, you go back to your seats and then the, el- the elder will dismiss another 10 to 12 folks, come up and we'll just repeat that over and over again until everyone has been served. If, however, you cannot make it up to the table uh, for physical reasons or whatever, just flag us, we'll, we'll make sure that you will get served. We're also going to have a couple, uh, a, a couple of elders uh, and some other folks in the back of the room. If you would like prayer, feel free to go back to them and they can pray for you. It could be something where you just want to pray that God would use this time of renewal. Or it could be something specific that you've come in here with that has been weighing on your heart and something that you just want somebody, maybe you've tried praying for whatever it is, but you just can't pray for that concern. You don't have the words. That's okay. This is those moments where the church comes around and has faith on your behalf and we can offer words on your behalf uh, to, to, to pray. And so if you would like prayer for any reason whatsoever, we'll have a few folks along the back. So again, we'll have a couple elders uh, serving, one elder at each table, a couple dismissing. While all that is happening, uh, Ryan, by the way, who is being fortified by the Spirit because he has the flu, so he's going to stay up here and not be around a table. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, but Ryan and the, and the worship team, they'll be leading us in music. The words will be up on the screen. Feel free to sing along. But this is just a, a moment in which we recognize the renewal uh, that we are, real renewal time that we're entering into. Does this make sense? All right? We're good. Okay. And I'm going to go down over here. And would you pray with me, please, as we prepare to come to the table? Father, we recognize that you are the one who establishes your covenant with us, and we recognize that when we enter into that relationship with you, we also form a relationship with the body of Christ. And so, Lord, we pray. We pray for the time of renewal that we as a congregation are entering into. We pray that you, it would be used by you 
to grow us together in unique ways. Most importantly, we pray that it would also be used by you to do a new work in our lives, that our relationships with you are strengthened, that we are called to something new, a new pattern of thinking, a new pattern of being, a new pattern of relating to others, new practices that are incorporated into our lives that strengthen our love for you. So we pray for that. And we pray this morning as we come to the table that we would recognize the relationships that we have. We recognize our connection to you, that we would recognize the connection we have with the body of Christ. And as we eat and as we drink, we pray that it would, it would create in us a desire. It would create in us a longing for something new. Renewal. It's not just a going back to, but it's also this something becoming new, something starting, maybe for the first time. And whatever it is, Lord, whether it's a renewal of our love, a rekindling of a fire, or, or a, cre- a, a creation of something new in us, Lord, we pray that you would use this time for your honor, for your glory, and for the edification of your body, the church. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.